Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today, I read a story about one of the top Democrats on the House Intel Committee who's saying that he's skeptical of UAP whistleblower David Grush. Uh, this was from reporting from Matt Laszlo. Again, I talked about this guy the other day from his website, Ask a Poll. And I'll leave the link so you can check it out for yourself. Uh, but anyway, he has this little article here. It says the top Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee is skeptical of UAP whistleblower David Grush's claim that the federal government has recovered intact and partially intact vehicles. Representative Jim Himes, D. Connecticut, was on the dais two years ago when Congress held its first congressional hearing on UAP, a.k.a. UFOs, in more than 50 years. During his five minutes of questioning, Himes was assured by Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence Scott Bray and Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security Ronald Moultrie that the government has never recovered organic or inorganic UAP material. So in this little interview that uh, uh, Laszlo had with Himes uh, this past week on Wednesday, uh, here's what Himes said. says, I was assured by all of the various units that, were, that there was no material, Himes told me while waiting for an elevator along with more than a dozen of his colleagues in the Capitol basement last Wednesday. No organic or inorganic material that they were hiding or anything else. So I'm skeptical. So basically, Himes is basing his opinion on what he was told by uh, Ronald Moultrie and Scott Bray. Now, somebody on Twitter, a uh, Twitter user named High Peaks, actually wrote uh, uh, you know, that Himes should listen carefully to what Scott Bray told him during that hearing. Now, remember, there was a hearing last May, May 2022, actually, excuse me, uh, with the, in the House Intelligence Subcommittee on Counterterrorism and Counterintelligence, where uh, actually Himes asked the question. He was a, it was a very direct question, and he, got a, he received an answer from Scott Bray. Here is that little exchange to refresh your memory. Uh, uh, a number of these UAPs, you said, we can't explain. Again, in the service of sort of reducing uh, speculation and conspiracy theories, we can't explain can range from a visual observation that was distant on a foggy night, we don't know what it is, to found an organic material that we can't identify, right? Those are radically different worlds. So when you say we can't explain, give the public a little bit better sense of where on that spectrum of we can't explain we are. Are we holding materials, organic or inorganic, that we don't know about? Are we, you know, picking up emanations that are something other than light or infrared that could be deemed to be communications? Give us a sense for what you mean when you say we can't explain Sure. Uh, when I say uh, we can't explain, I, I mean exactly as you described there, that there is a lot of information, uh, like the video that we showed, in which there's simply too little data uh, to, to create a reasonable explanation. There are a small handful of cases in which we have more data um, that our analysis simply hasn't been able to, uh, uh, to fully pull together a picture uh, of what happened. Um, the, um, uh, and those are the cases where we talk about where we see some indications of flight characteristics or signature management uh, that are not what we had expected. Uh, when it comes to material that we have, we have no material. Uh, we have detected no emanations uh, within the UAP task force that that is uh, that would suggest it's anything non-terrestrial uh, in origin. So there's um, when I say unexplained, I mean everything from too little too little data. Uh, to we simply, the data that we have doesn't point us towards an explanation, uh, but we'll go wherever the data takes us. Again, we've made no assumptions about what this is or isn't. Uh, we're committed to understanding these, and so we'll go wherever that data takes us.
So, uh, yeah, you, you notice that little, uh, there's a little bit of semantics going on there. Uh, and as pointed out here by this person, High Peaks, he writes, he says, when it comes to material that we have, we have no material within the UAP task force that would suggest it's anything non-terrestrial. So you, you, know, you know, notice that he, he uh, Brake said it was, they have no material within the UAP task force, right? So the, the, doesn't, he doesn't talk about the rest of the Pentagon, though, does he? Uh, so uh, High Peaks actually pointed out he was careful to say the UAPTF uh, and uh, UAPTF head David Grush, who, who recently was talking in those interviews with Ross Coulter, he says that uh, others do have that material. Yeah, other places in the Pentagon have that material, but that they're not sharing that stuff with the, with the former U, uh, UAP task force or or Arrow, right? So uh, they're playing a game of semantics. That's what's going on here. Uh, and I, I I'm not even sure now. Had Himes asked him for more clarity on that response, I mean, what would have happened? I I'm not so sure. I don't know, right? Because would he just, would he have just lied, or would he say something like, uh, "I can't answer that." I mean, I'm just curious, you know. Now, a week ago today, on uh, last Thursday, there there was uh, an article that I saw on the uh, website Liberation Times, written by Christopher Sharp. Okay, and the headline for this article was "Pentagon Unable to Confirm or Deny Discovery of Materials from Non-Human Intelligences or Unknown Origin Within Secretive Programs." So basically, Sharp had asked Susan Go direct directly, "Hey, uh, could?" Uh, when you say extraterrestrial, does that cover non-human intelligences? Right, that's something we've been talking about recently on here. Like I mentioned that, like how maybe they're they're not they, they're not a hundred percent sure that it's extraterrestrial. So they'll say, uh, so when someone says, "Is there any proof? Do you have? Are you withholding anything that's extraterrestrial?" They could say no because they could say, "Well, we're, we really weren't sure." So that covers them. So Sharp wanted the, wanted them to clarify that, and they wouldn't answer it at first. He actually wrote this big article, right? That he, and, he, and they did not provide any answer on it. They said, uh, in fact, in the original article, it says the Pentagon is unable to confirm or deny whether its UFO office, known as Arrow, has discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any current or former U.S. programs have had possession or reverse engineered materials from non-human intelligences, non-human intelligences of or unknown origin. And when she was pushed whether the term extraterrestrial could extend to materials of unknown origin or non-human intelligences, which is a term used by whistleblower Grush, Go declined to go beyond the existing on-record statements provided by the Department of Defense. So that she wouldn't say, she wouldn't say whether extraterrestrial also covers uh, non-human intelligences. She wouldn't go there. So, of course, I saw that article. I was like, wow. So I actually spent last Thursday, I did a big podcast. I worked on it all afternoon. And I was just, I was very close to, to publishing it. I, you know, I did a lot of the work on this. And then in the end, I realized that the story was changed. Actually, I had, I was contacted uh, by Scott Roeder, who's the crime scene reconstruction expert who was recently on one of my shows talking about the Vegas alien. And he contacted me with some other information with regards to that. And he, I told him what I was working on at that moment. And he said he wanted to see the, see the article to send him a link. So I sent him a link. And then he looked at the link and he noticed right away that there were some changes made. So I looked at the article. I was like, wow, they did respond. They actually got back. They saw that article online, the Pentagon did. And that, they got back with uh, Christopher Sharp. And they, they changed it quick because they knew how bad that looked. Right? So I, I had to scrap that whole podcast I did, which, believe me, it was a great podcast unfortunately that's why i didn't have anything last thursday because the one i worked on you know had to had to flush it down the toilet unfortunately 
I mean, had I published it, I, I would have had to give myself the Dumb Dumb of the Month award. Uh, so they changed the article, and when they came back, they said, uh, the Pentagon has now confirmed that extraterrestrial in its statement does cover non-human intelligences or non-human origin. Its previous position was that it would not go beyond public statement. Information highlighted in red is outdated. So if you read this article, there's all the stuff that's out that's in red. That stuff's outdated now. So now, but the original story does have a comment in there, a quote from Go, which to me is another little game of semantics. It says, to date, Arrow has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. So again, she's saying only Arrow. She's saying Arrow has not discovered anything. I mean, what, 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 if asked to clarify that, would, would she say the Pentagon has not discovered any verifiable, uh, verifiable information, right? Would she clarify it to that point? I, I'm not so sure. Maybe she would. But again, I, I wouldn't put it past the Pentagon to, to just outright lie. I, and I wouldn't put it past them to lie right if they're testifying to Congress. Uh, under oath, I just don't think they would tell the truth. And I'll tell you why. There, there's, there's a lot of reasons. Because... Uh, in the past, I mean, you hear different stories from different people, different uh, uh, people who have stepped forward throughout the decades, right, and who, who were in government and said they were told they, they saw something, they saw documents, they saw uh, radar returns, whatever, right, and they're told, hey, this never happened, this event has never happened, this, you're never to speak about this. So those people are not allowed to talk about these things. Some of them come forward anyway, have come forward over the years and talked about them. Uh, for instance, a lot of the witnesses from Roswell, uh, and other there's other events that happened over the over the decades where people would you know something would happen and they would talk about it anyway even though they were told you're not supposed to talk about this. I believe that it depends on the level of of uh, uh, of classification with regards to a lot of these things. Like for instance, in uh, 1947, uh, there was a letter that was sent by General Nathan Nathan Twining to uh, Brigadier General George Shulgin. You, 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 I'm sure a lot of you out there are aware of this letter. You've seen it on numerous times in documentaries on TV, and you've read about it, I'm sure. Uh, and I, anyway, this was from uh, Stanton Friedman's book, Top Secret Magic. Uh, he talked about this. Now, in that letter, Brigadier, well, originally, Brigadier General George Shulgin had sent a letter out wondering what the heck's going on with these flying saucers, these flying discs. That, uh, is, this, is there something to this? And then on September 23rd, 1947, General Nathan Twining responded. Now, he responded, and, he, and in that famous letter, he says that the phenomenon is reported as something real and not visionary or fictitious. Uh, these are there are objects probably approximating the shape of a disc of such appreciable size as to appear to be as large as man-made aircraft. Uh, blah blah blah. You know he went on basically admitting that yeah, there's something there. It's not fictitious. It's real that there are flying saucers. Now he didn't go on to say anything about Roswell, which only happened two months earlier, right in July. He 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 just said that yeah, there's stuff out there. We just don't understand it basically. But they were admitting it. They were admitting that there's discs out there flying around, and it's real. It's not fictitious. And that was in 1947. But that document was only classified as secret. It wasn't classified as top secret or above, as Stanton Friedman pointed out. He says here, uh, this letter, which was published in the January 1969 Condon Report, was only classified secret and so could not discuss information that was classified top secret or above. So, yeah, again, it's a game that's played. So even though Twining knew more, right, Twining, obviously, if anybody who does the research would understand that actually General Twining was actually at Roswell. He went there uh, uh, 
uh, when he wasn't supposed to, when he was uh, he was supposed to be somewhere else, and he was actually called out, and he was in Roswell during that time, during the Roswell crash. So he had to know full well all about what happened there. But guess what? Uh, when he gets asked questions by somebody who's not authorized to uh, receive that information, he has to give a different kind of response, a, a half-truth kind of response. So I think that's... It, it, you have to wonder what will happen if you start asking more direct questions of these people about this. You know, she, again, like in this story that happened last week, when when the Air Force, were, when the the Pentagon realized, oh my God, uh, this is going to make us look really bad, right? Because it would have. I mean, I actually did this podcast. I mean, if you should have heard it, I was going, I was going wild in that podcast because that big, that the the fact that the Pentagon wasn't uh, going to uh, say that non-human intelligence is. Uh, that extraterrestrial covers the word the the term non-human intelligences. I mean that was that was big news, right? But so they saw that article. It must have been up for a, uh, for a little while, and they saw that. I was like, wow, we got to do something about this. So then that's when they said, yeah, it does cover extraterrestrial. Yeah, 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 it does. But again, they were covered though because they're they were saying it with regard to what Arrow has discovered, what Arrow has not discovered, rather. So that's how they play these little semantics games, and that's what they're that's what they're doing here. That's what they, I think they did to Himes in that in that hearing last year, last May of 2022, when he asked those questions. So he actually he should be skeptical of the Pentagon with everything they say and and, and listen very carefully to how they say it and, and what they say and how you know the terminology that they're using because that's what that's what I think. I think that that's uh, you know who he should be skeptical of. I mean, yeah, of course, some of the things that Grush said, I've, I'm skeptical of. I mean, a lot of us should be, right? But not all of it, right? Not all of it. And in fact, the fact that some of these people that he's talking about, that he talked to, are some of the whistleblowers that have also testified under oath and that uh, might, might even be testifying publicly before the summer is out, right? I mean, how, all these people aren't lying. They're not going to put their careers on the line, right, uh, and, and come to Congress and, and testify under oath uh, about things that are, they're just making up, right? That's just not going to happen. So uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, some skepticism definitely should be directed toward Grush, but uh, I believe that, uh, I think he's telling the truth. I think that he's tell he's relaying information that he was exposed to, documents, uh, photos, video, and also the uh, the discussions that he had with people on the inside working on these programs. So I think he's telling the truth. I'd be more skeptical of the people at the top of the food chain here. That's who I'd be more skeptical of. Because obviously, for a long time now, they've been protecting something. They've been te- protecting the secret, right? And again, I always like to point out, and I think it's very important, is, okay, let's just say this. Let's say that uh, that the Pentagon really doesn't have any information, right, and it's at all at all with regards to this right so let's let's pretend that they have not investigated this at all they don't have any recovered cra- uh, craft nothing they know nothing about these things right uh so th- to me right then we are in huge trouble if that's the case right we are in huge trouble because there are just too many witnesses there are too many reports too many things that have happened throughout the years there's just no way that they have nothing they have nothing. There's no way they have nothing on this, right? All, that, all these people that have stepped forward and talked about that they were there, they saw the crash retrieval. They, they were they were part of crash retrievals, right? They were they, they were part of cover-ups. They were told to keep their mouths shut. That means all of those people are lying, and the and the Pentagon is doesn't have anything. That's what they're trying to say. I don't believe that. I don't think anybody could poss- could possibly believe that when they think it through. If they were to do their research and look at this, there's just no way. There are just too many incidents. I mean, and not be, even be out outside of the military just the the civilian incidents throughout the world where people see these things encounter 
craft up close, encounter the beings, get abducted, uh, witness cattle getting uh, taken away and mutilated. Right? There's just too much. So if they really don't have anything, right? If, if that's what they're really trying to tell us, if they really don't have anything, we are in giant trouble then. We are to we're, we're, that means we are completely caught off guard we're, we're, are, are, because it's real. I've seen these things and so, and so as millions of other people. Up close, they've seen them. They've seen beings. It's real. There's something really here. And I'm sick of that. We're playing this dumb game like this. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, there's, there's some more uh, debunker news to discuss. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, we are back. Uh, you know, yesterday, I uh, during the previous podcast, I was talking about uh, debunker Keith Clore, and, and I, ha- I went through his, you know, he, he come, came out with an opinion piece that was published in Scientific American, and, you know, of course, I, you know, he was talking in that, uh, in that piece that he wrote about how there was uh, uh, there's some guy on YouTube who, who's playing whack-a-mole with a lot of fake UFO videos all the time. So there's some guy out there, he's, he was mentioning who like constantly debunks different UFO videos and pictures and stuff like that. And basically it's like a version of whack-a-mole. It's really ironic in a way because what, what I'm doing right on here, which, which I've been doing since I started doing this, is I'm playing whack-a-mole too with the debunkers. Like, you know, they one of them says something really stupid, then I have to, I feel like, I feel compelled to talk about it on here. But then the next day, guess what? A whole bunch of other ones come and say, come uh, raise their heads up out of the holes and say something really stupid. And that's what's going on here. I'm playing whack-a-mole with the debunkers. Like, they keep saying dumb things, and I feel like these dumb things need to be addressed by somebody. So I'm going to address some uh, some new uh, debunker revelations today. So the New York Times has a podcast which features four of its reporters on there. It's called Matter of Opinion. I didn't know about this until today, actually. Uh, anyway, the names of these reporters are Michelle Cottle, Ross Duthat, Carlos Lozada and Lydia Polgreen. And uh, I was alerted to this because these people had uh, today on Twitter, uh, it was mentioned, this podcast was mentioned by people on Twitter. And uh, it was uh, their, their, their feelings about what this whole David Grush business, that's what this podcast was supposed to be about. And there were a lot of complaints by people in the UFO community about this. Uh, here's something of uh, uh, a journalist named David Bates on Twitter actually talked about this. He actually wrote of this podcast where these four New York Times reporters, debunkers actually, who don't believe in this stuff for the most part apparently, uh, 
talked about this David Grush revelations. And Bates wrote, a breathtakingly stupid, intellectually vacuous discussion, quote, discussion, end quote, about UFOs and aliens. The New York Times really, really doesn't want to go there, and these poor fools are wholly unprepared for any of this. Amen, David. Amen. Because I listen, I listened to this podcast today, and let me tell you, woo! It was bad. It was real bad. In fact, I'll leave the link for for you here if you guys want to check it out because it was you're going to be really upset listening to it. I could tell you, uh, if you're interested in the subject of UFOs and you and you and you you're tired of this uh, pseudo skepticism, whatever you do, don't listen to this podcast. Whatever you do, however, I will leave the link for you to check it out for yourself because you ain't going to believe it. Yeah, another one here was from David. Uh, another comment was from David Bates, uh, the same guy. Who he actually writes, uh, if today's New York Times opinion podcast on the Grush allegations is indicative of the mindset in the newsroom and editorial staff, then the Washington Post, which is reportedly very interested in the story, has a clear glide path to the Pulitzer. Yeah, that's the truth. Again, this this podcast was just awful. I mean, the, the thing to imagine that these are reporters working for the New York Times who are so ignorant and idiotic. When it comes to this subject, they have not done zero research, and it's very evident when you listen to this garbage. But anyway, I took some notes. I'm not going to play any uh, parts from this because I don't want to get slapped across the face with copyright infringement or anything to, to that effect. But uh, some of these people on this show, let me tell you what, folks, it was just gut-wrenchingly terrible. Uh, they, they only really talked about it for the, in the it was about a 35-minute, 36-minute long sh- uh, podcast. And they only talked about it for the, maybe the first third of the show, and then it went off into a politics kind of thing and other conspiracies. They tried to mix it in with 9-11 conspiracies and JFK conspiracies. They, they just People have no idea what they're talking about when it comes to UFOs. Uh, so it started off with this uh, Ross explaining about this uh, David Grush revelations, and then the, one of the hosts, uh, someone named Michelle, uh, she she says this. I'm trying so hard not to laugh. So she's hearing this stuff. She's right. She she was already starting to laugh. She thinks it's all funny, right? Again, this is people from the New York, the writers, reporters from the New York Times talking about UFOs. They don't take it seriously at all. You listen to this, and they don't take it seriously at all. In fact, they don't even know what they're talking about. They've obviously not. They have not educated themselves on this topic, and it's very evident if you listen to this whole podcast. And anyway, I'll just some of the, here's from some of my notes. I wrote this. Ross called the scenario described by Grush as highly unlikely, but that another scenario where there's a group of people within the government who have he, he so he says that this is this is interesting. He says that the 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 scenario described by Grush is highly unlikely that there's a cover up, that there's extraterrestrials re, uh, craft recovered and bodies. That's highly unlikely. But what's more likely to this guy? But the, the, there's another scenario where there's a group of people within the government who have either convinced themselves that a cover-up is going on or even though it's not or uh even when when it's not or that they're running some kind of psychological operation to convince you and me that the united states government has ufos so he finds that more plausible than what grush the, the grush's main assertion is he thinks that they're doing this uh, either as some kind of a psychological operation to make us believe that there's uh recovered craft or that they they're so crazy that they convince themselves of it it's unbelievable, unbelievable. 
Anyway, let's see. Uh, let's, there was some other interesting comments here. This Michelle again says she, said she was deeply skeptical about the existence of a, existence of aliens. I'm also deeply skeptical about the. Now again, this is all paraphrase because I was just taking notes from what they were saying. But this is the basic gist of what they were saying. She's also deeply skeptical about the capability of the government to commit and carry out a conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> and then later on, what was funny. She made another statement. She says, this smacks to me that the government would rather have people believe there are aliens rather than secret weapons programs that might be even scarier than aliens. Uh, the government has a fine record of keeping weapons pro programs under wraps until they are forced to share them. So in one, out of one side of her mouth, she's saying she has, she's deeply skeptical about that they're able to keep this covered up. But on the other side of her mouth, she's saying, oh, they've been really good at keeping these secret weapons programs out of sight. It's unbelievable. The stupidity that you heard that you hear in this uh, podcast is unbelievable, right? Uh, now think about what she's saying here, though. Let's look at that first comment where she's talking about she's deeply skeptical about the capability of the government to commit and carry out a conspiracy. Well, guess what? They've they've been doing it, but guess what? There's been there have been numerous leaks throughout the decades. Numerous leaks. Numerous people have stepped forward. People are in the government talking about this. That's. So again, she's just not she's not she's not versed in this. She doesn't she's never read anything about this. She doesn't know about all the different people that were in the military within the government that have stepped forward and talked about uh, alien bodies and recoveries and Roswell was real and all that kind of stuff. She doesn't she's obviously oblivious to all of this. She's skeptical of that, but again, but again, then later on, uh, she's making this comment about all. Oh, uh, this smacks to me that the government would rather have people believe they're aliens rather than secret weapons programs that might be even scarier than the aliens. Okay, let me just stop right there. What's scarier already than a nuclear bomb, okay? What's, what could possibly be more scarier than nuclear bombs? I mean, we could destroy the world in a few minutes here, basically. Right? Make it unfit. It could be all over it in a New York minute, right? So what's scarier than... I mean, sc aliens are, you know... We're already there. We've been living under the threat of, of nuclear annihilation for what since the fifties, right? Uh, aliens to a lot of people are scarier. That's what would be scarier to a lot of people. I don't think she understands that part. Um, and then the the record, the government has a fine record of keeping weapons programs under wraps until they are forced to share them. Uh, and then another thing, another comment was from this Ross. He says uh, it's more plausible to him uh, that there are three that there would be three government scientists working on an ET craft that everyone else thinks is a Chinese spy drone, right? Uh, then everyone in the Pentagon knowing about it. Then he's laughing about it. So in his mind, he thinks that everyone, the way that uh, Grush uh, described what's going on, he, he thinks that everyone in the Pentagon knows about this. No, no, that's not what Grush is saying. There's, it, it, there's very little people. We've all been talking about this for how many years now? A very small percentage of people within the Pentagon know the truth. And, and it's, it's all compartmentalized. This guy has no idea what he's talking about. None. And these again, these are people writing for the New York Times. This guy has written articles about UFOs for the New York Times already. And you can see his ignorance here. It's unreal. This, these people need to grab some books and educate themselves on this subject. Either that or New York Times needs to find some new reporters who uh, at least have a, an open mind on this kind of thing and don't act like morons and, and, and insult everyone's intelligences on, on uh, dumb, dumb podcasts like this. 
Uh, he goes on to say, I can believe a tiny group can keep a secret, but someone gets to a mid-level rank and learns about it. Uh, he thinks that everyone who gets, he, he, from his viewpoint, what he's seeing here, what he thinks, what Grush is saying, what everyone else thinks in the UFO community, is that once you reach a mid-level rank uh, in, in the Pentagon, then you, you're, you're told about this. That's just not the case, man. That's not the case, dude. You need, again, you need to do some research. Again, these people have no idea. Uh, another thing he was talking about, he talked about alien abductions at one point. He's saying that they, that they line up with the uh, spiritual encounters and things with ghosts and stuff of the past. That, 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 that's just the new form of that. Like he has problems with the alien abduction uh, story. So he, he doesn't believe that stuff, right? Uh, it's just bad. It's just bad. I mean, then, then the rest of this podcast... I, it was hard listening to. I listened to the whole thing, but again, it went off on on things that didn't really matter. It talked about. It wasn't talking about UFOs. The whole thing uh, that you know, the, you would think that's what it was. It was you know the headline for it was UFOs. Are they are they really here? Are aliens really here? Right. But then you listen to the podcast again. The first third was about that, and then it just uh, fizzled out and and led into like other stuff about politics and and other conspiracies and junk. It was junk. Uh, these people need to educate themselves. It's 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 very very uh, disgusting that we have top newspaper in the world like uh, New York Times just not taking this seriously enough. I mean, I, I give them credit. Okay, 2017 uh, they broke that story, but you know the 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 initial initial story with the the leaked videos and all that stuff, right? With uh, Leslie Keene and Ralph Blumenthal, that story. Now, but then they turned the next one down. This recent one, they turned it down, right? I mean, why? Why it was just, are they back to thinking it's too fringy for them? They just because they have people like this in their editorial rooms talking with each other, right? These idiots who don't who have no no education on this. They haven't even attempted to educate themselves on this at all. Again, why don't you go out and grab yourself a, a, a UFOs and a National Security State Volumes One and Two by Richard Dolan? Help yourself out. You know, get get yourself up to up to date here a little bit. You know, give yourself an understanding of how there is a cover up and that you know there has been documentation and there's numerous people, numerous whistleblowers who have stepped forward throughout the years. Obviously, you're unaware of all of this. It's time to educate yourself on this. Right. Either that, New York Times, or get some new reporters because these people are idiots. Right? I listened to that podcast today, and it was cringe-inducing. I'll never listen to those people again. Uh, anyway, uh, I had a, um, I, you know, I know I've been talking about debunkers a lot lately, so you have to excuse me for that. But again, I, I feel compelled. Like I have to whack a mole too. I gotta whack a mole back. Uh, anyway, until next time. <laughs>